Live on SEN Track, welcome to the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Dan Malecki. Never growing up and a little bit of action. Um, I'm still giggling from that uh, text message from um, Dan Malecki. Uh, Roddy, uh, just quickly on the bait mind, Callum, before we, uh, before we say uh, hasta la vega, do we, uh, you've got Petionte leading. Who are the other options there? Uh, Denimora and Major Grace have gates, but probably won't use it. Talk time's got some. I, 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 I kind of convinced myself. I, like, I've got Petty Ont in front in my speed map. We, you only get one speed map. Well, there was a small chance, as yeah. crazy as it sounds, that Rikiro Rebel might hold up, Dan. I don't think with the Rikiro Rebel, last time we saw her in front, she uh, she over-raced, and um, I think she chases better from what I've seen, at least against the, the stronger horses. So, I mean, at 1,720 metres, uh, whoever leads is going to be a pretty good horse. So, um, And then Ladies in Red comes around. I mean, if, if you're prepared to have Ladies in Red breathing down your neck and think you'll survive, good luck to you. But I would have thought um, uh, Rikiro Rebel would be better place taking a sit. If she ends up leaders back, she, she's a place safe, a bit like Diamond Eclipse in the first, uh, but nowhere near. Um, or actually, she's 460 the place. So you could do worse, couldn't you? Because she's going so well. I'll I tell you the other one that I thought was just crazy. I'm, a lot's going to have to go right. But Tay-Tay is too good a horse to be $11 a place as well. And I'm told... Somewhere, the $11 a place around Diamond Eclipse is still available, but even six is fantastic. Race three. We're starting to really build up here towards the big group ones, a dynamic print group, a popular arm free-for-all, and it does look a sort of mismatch between a few of the runners off the front row and a very, very good second line. Now, there's one horse here. As soon as I looked at the few, I thought, oh, I'll tell you what, Triple Eight, retrospective Black Booker, how good was the run last start? I know it was his kind of... His kind of thing where he just had to dash for 150 metres down. But I, I thought, tell you what, I think you're in a bit of trouble from there. But the more I looked into it, the more I thought, well, the second row runners are going to have to get around. There's going to be a fair bit of speed on here. And Triple Eight was, well, he's still $7.230, but at one point was $11 after that last start performance. So I've been lured into having a big each way bet uh, by my standards on Triple Eight, even though I originally thought th- life was going to be pretty tough. Outlaw Man was just phenomenal last start but i can't have him at two dollars seventy um tim's a trooper obviously went around in the euro it's a most intriguing race what did you come up with here yeah um i i, I must admit it didn't necessarily jump out at me the horse that i thought went terrific last week was hell of a yeah, uh, over the great. shorter trip uh, but he's got barrier number seven this time he's gonna have to work he, he might still be able to win and i've got him right up there you said outlaw man was terrific last start making his own luck sitting up without cover and he he set up a very strong tempo as a as a result of that. Captain Belisario over-raced, obviously. But um, I've got Outlaw Man on top of Helliver. Uh, probably be more prepared to back Helliver because from the bad gate, it's going to be at better odds. Uh, the 8, triple 8, for all the reasons that you pointed out when the pace is on, he's very good coming off the back of um, of a strong tempo. And uh, and I thought better be the bomb was, was solid last start with yeah, a good gate this time. If, if it got past Yorkshire early, got to the pegs, he could be a factor here. I, The two horses I wasn't sure how to rate uh, were Nerano and Tim's the Trooper. I've seen plenty of Nerano in my time as a really good sit sprinter. And here he is beaten uh, into third spot group one level four starts ago. But his runs since have been um, fair, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm yeah. not being um, uh, reasonable in deciding that his performances were better, but he was going around at 60 to 1 each time. And Tim's a trooper as well. 
Um, you know, he's a capable horse, isn't he? And it would be the right race for him. I could make cases for a lot of horses here, but my tips are nine, seven, eight, and two. I can just see the possibility that this, this will be a, a little bit of a survival of the fittest because quite often you have preferential draws and there's not a lot between top and bottom, is there, Dan? But here, you, here I, I feel there's a significant enough disparity in form and class. But I, I'm with you with a bit, a bit of bomb. I, I haven't got it in my top four, but I was I was uh, very encouraged by the last art performance. will only be better for the run. Has got gate speed, but he wants to use it. Um, it's an interesting front row. I, I'll be honest with you, this might... This might um, lure you into having a bet. I've mapped Halliver in front. Um, he's got well. really good gate speed. and you, you, I, do, I just think, so here's my scenario. Even if Better Bitter Bomb gets across, the fastest beginner off the front line, in my opinion, is so what? So, um, but even if Better Bitter Bomb got there, he'd probably want to take cover. Interest-free won't get involved, neither will Cosimo. Max Delight just... He, he has solid gate speed, but not what he once had. I, I think we'd all agree that that's the case. Uh, so you've got Halliver. If you really press the button early, and I... That, look, far bit for me to tell uh, John Justice what he should do, but if you really press the button early, you're going to put yourself in the frame. And even if you don't get in the front, you know those second-row runners are going to come around and... and and give you a bit of help anyway, and there's a reasonable enough chance that he can find the front. Are you uh, are you being seduced by this this theory, or, or are you thinking maybe they'll be a bit more conservative? Every time you talk, I'm being seduced, Jason. Um, but <laughs> look, you're right. I mean, it was a scenario that I thought was possible, but from barrier number seven, it, it can be eggs in one basket, and uh, all of a sudden your chances are gone if you don't cross or you're four deep. You got to go back and. It doesn't work out, and um, that's that's the only reason why I haven't put him on top. I, I, I didn't feel assured that he would lead, but I think he's a good chance to get across. Um, and his run last week was so good, and he didn't get across last week. That's the thing. He sat without yeah. cover, and didn't he fight on? And that was third up from a spell, so I reckon that brings him on. Um, he might have, with a 22-40 metre trip, just that little bit of extra time to, to balance up, push forward, and he can be very strong. So it's a good race for him. And, uh, and, and sometimes, too, from that wider gate, um, a good beginner can become a quicker beginner because they've yeah. drawn out wider. And um, I think a lot of the other drivers would be expecting John Justice to press forward. And, and to be fair, also, they might be looking at the way they drive their horses with uh, John either in front or potentially looking to get to the front early. Yeah, well, I'm, I made him a black booker on Monday as well. Of course, Steve Cleve and I do the retrospective edition of Trot's Life on a Monday, and I made Hall- I thought Halliver's run was outstanding also. His record in front is interesting. Six goes. It's it's strong. Three wins, three placings. Um, it's, it's not what some horses have where they generally find the front and win. But um, I'll tell you what, the, I reckon the only, the only little trick for Halliver is to get across... To begin more quickly than Max Delight. I think if he begins quicker than Max Delight, I think the front will be there. But uh, at what cost and then what pressure from the second row runners? But I've settled on the numbers 8, 12, 7 and 9 and had a good bet on Triple Eight. I don't think he'll start $7. He was 11, now 7. I think you'll find Triple Eight will start about four fifty, maybe 5 at worst. Race 4. Here we go. Group 1s. Cadenars, Jewelers, Victoria, Trotters, Oaks. And I'd love your opinion. I... Like you see, rocking with attitude, beaten at an extremely short, even prohibitive quote last time out in the Need for Speed uh, Princess final, and you say, "Are we coming to the end here? You've had such a big season." But I went and looked at it again, and I thought, "I'll tell you what: if it wasn't for a a perfect trip for She's Ruby and an amazing drive by the Love Bug Jimmy Herbertson, 
she still wins pretty comfortably. I'm happy to say that she'll she'll do it again, and there'll be another uh, big Group One win after winning a couple of Derbies and a couple of Oaks this season. She's currently two dollars. The question is, is that is that good enough? I'm I'm wondering whether you're looking you're looking around her after uh, being beaten at that short quote last start, Dan. Well, I am because of the depth of this race. There's yeah. a lot of very good quality fillies that uh, many of them are still on the way up. Uh, and there were some terrific runs um, uh, behind her as well last time. I mean, she's got the gate speed where you'd think she could lead. Even though Rapid Return, our Marvella, get out well, I think they'd look to take the trail. And I don't think there's anything out wider that could confidently cross her. So that's the advantage Rockham with Attitude would have, is to be in front. Um, she's Ruby Roo. I tipped her last start um, as my value runner, and she was ridiculous odds initially and then well-supported, particularly on the tote late. The way that she has progressed, the improvement that she is making, um, she's a very smart horse. She's Ruby yeah. Roo. She's going to get a soft trip, but we know she's a good sit sprinter. When I say get a soft trip, she's drawn the pegs. Even if she gets off, she's she's a sit sprinter. She's not really there to make her own luck. But her form lines are excellent. She's Bella is very good. Um, she can put in some indifferent runs, but she's got a lot of ability, the Kiwi. Uh, Trady Lady at her top. Excellent, can do it tougher. I mean, if you can be prepared to forgive her last two starts, uh, she's got a great chance here. Um, this is a really good Trotter's Oaks. This is one of the best Trotter's Oaks I've seen. And there's one yeah. right down the bottom. It's a million and fifty to one, right? And about seven hundred to one the place. But Glamour Stride's performance last start after breaking, I thought, was absolutely sensational. Um, I think because of the depth of the race, uh, she is the odds that she is. I think last check she was $151. I've made her the best long shot of the night. Um, I, I thought her run was was terrific, and I thought at that sort of price, all you need is, A, something uh, in the market to make a mistake, something be prepared to, to have a crack at rocking with attitude, um, a, a clever drive from Chris Lang weaving through, and that's how she could probably win at 150 to 1. This is a really good race. Um, I've got She's Ruby Rue on top because I like her progression. I like the fact she gets a soft run and she outsprinted Rockin' with Attitude last time without necessarily having the clearest of runs. Uh, she can find the line. So eight on top, three Rockin' with Attitude. I think it's a classic case of whatever beats her wins because she's drawn to lead and is, is a top, top filly. Uh, nine, She's Bella, and 13, Glamour Stride, eight, three, nine, and 13. But there's plenty of other top quality horses I haven't put into the top four that are deserving of being there. I think anyone that's got a horse in this race should be very proud because it's a stellar bunch of three-year-old trotting fillies. It certainly is. There's no doubt about it. And I'll tell you what, if you're going to have ladies in red one out in your early quality, then it's a great opportunity to bookend um, the first and, and last legs. Like, be very, very liberal here. I've got... So there's seven winning chances, I reckon, in the first... In the first race in the card, and there's seven winning chances here for me, um, and it tells you something that we've gone a little bit differently here with our uh, our tips, but not too differently. Three rocking with, with attitude on top. I think two dollars is rock bottom, but yeah, I think I ended up with two twenty, so not too dissimilar. She's Ruby Roo. We black booked her as well on retrospective prior to that win, so I can understand why you had uh, her as best value, and she was ridiculous odds early. I think she might have been ridiculous odds here again, and they've and they've uh, might have been eleven dollars. Here again, and now into six dollars fifty, and might start even shorter. I've thrown in Trady Lady for third, just because she's got she's got a little bit of freak factor, hasn't she, Trady Lady? If she turns it on, you, you don't know what you're going to get. And I'll tell you yeah. what, just very very quickly before the break, who who do you think will win the early um, little battle 
for that critical trailing position out of rapid return and our Valor, is it a bit of a dollar ninety each of two on that, Dan? Oh, rapid return gets out pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, you're right. Chris Alford's very good, though, at creating spaces, isn't he? So he might have a crack there for the lead. And just by doing that, if there is that battle to try to be leaders back, it means Rockman with Attitude might have to just work that little bit harder to get there, even though both Rapid Return and Almar Vela would be looking for the trails. So for some of those other horses that we've mentioned, particularly on the back row, that might play into their hands a little bit more. Um, I'd probably say Rapid Return, but that might be an easy decision to make because she's drawn barrier one. But um, that would keep them running. A fast tempo like that makes uh, she's Ruby real good each way, Ben. Well, it, it, it also... Um it helps my case because I think Rapid Return might be the best uh, place bet in the race. I've got Rapid Return in for fourth, uh, finished second, uh, rocking with Attitude a couple of starts back. $7 a drum. If you're paying $3 a drum, we spoke about this earlier, Dad. If, you, if you're paying $2.20 or or $1.90 or $2.50 or $3 from the pole marking draw and you think you're going to be in that trailing role, the critical key here is I think Rapid Return is going to be in a trailing role behind the race favourite. And if you're there in a Group 1 race and you're $7 a drum... That feels like a bet to me. Three, eight, eleven, and one. But I'll tell you what, I might also have something one by four, one by five on Elder Baron Miley. I've still got a big love affair with her. And I'll tell you what, if they did really run along here, Elder Baron Miley, well, you can say this about so many of them, not too far yeah. off them. Dichotomy, I think, is a better chaser. Um, where's the weak link? There isn't one. And Glamour Stride, very similar to the case I made before. I've got Glamour Stride $21 a win. You're getting $18 a play, so I can totally understand um, the very cogent case you made to back Glamour Stride, either one by five, one by eight, one by ten, place only, your choice. Three eight eleven and one for me in the first of the group. One's time for a break. We'll come back and talk about another trotting feature. The best short course trotting feature in Victoria every year, in my opinion. I think everybody else is the Elder Baron Park, Bill Collins Trotter's Sprint. Back in a moment.